everyone! Get in here! A podcast about Hearthstone, Heroes of Warcraft. This is the Angry Chicken. That is right, everybody. It is time for the Angry Chicken, the podcast about Hearthstone, which it still says Heroes of Warcraft in our intro. I just realized <laughs> because I'm actually doing the streaming. My name is Willie Dills, and I'm joined by Jocelyn. Garrett is not here. Jocelyn Carney, by the way, yeah. I get it right 100% you of the time. You do, thank you. Uh, Garrett is not here, he's feeling a little under the weather right now, so we will forge ahead sans Garrett. Uh, I think he probably just didn't want to show up on the show because he's not having a good time with the new meta, right? That's probably totally. what it is. That's yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. He can't <laughs> win, he can't beat the Bomb Warriors or the Tempo Rogues, but we're going to tell you guys how to do it. We got this. We got a lot to talk about. There's some news. Mostly, we're going to dive into the new meta, all the decks that have happened. But uh, real yeah, quick it's before... Yeah, quiet, quiet week. Yeah, I mean, as far as Hearthstone news, though, you would expect expansion week to be... Like, there's yeah. not really much that they're going to want to announce, right? It's just, here's the new cards. Have fun. Play with them. And a lot of people are having fun playing with them. I've seen a lot of people come back to Hearthstone who had been streaming other games. Uh... So far, I haven't heard a lot of negativity around. Usually, this first week is when we go, Oh God, this deck is broken. Hearthstone mm -hmm. sucks. I can't believe you've done this. Oh, there's still some of that. There's some <laughs> of that, but it's not that. I don't know. I feel like this has been a lot more even keeled, I guess you could say. There's not been like an uproar on Reddit mm -hmm. about a million things. It seems like people are having a good time. Are you having a good time? <laughs> I am. I have been having a good time. Um, I obviously we were talking about Bomb Warrior before the expansion and on day one, it was kind of the first thing I went to. It's super fun. I know it's kind of people don't love playing against it always, but I think it's really fun. I'm still liking it. Uh, I have tried Token Druid a little bit, but I think for me, it's just I'm facing so much Token Druid that I just don't want to have constant mirror matches. So I've not been playing as much of Token Druid as I maybe should be because it's super powerful right now. And it's also a kind of deck that I've never been able to be good at. I don't know why. Just Token Druid in all of its different well, iterations, except you, for Jane. You might be playing it the old school way. And I think the new school way of Token Druid is a little different. This, this Token Druid right now is a little more about... Uh, it's not like, oh, turn one, I start, and then turn two, I continue, and turn three, I keep going. And It's more like I find power spikes, and then I put together boards that you can't deal with, and then if you do, then I do it again, and then I do it again. And it's like, it kind of starts happening around, like, turn four and five, rather than turn one, Yeah, right? kind of like mini combos instead of... Yeah, yeah. Constant, yeah. So because, I think I just haven't like wrapped my head around sure. the way to play this version. So, uh, and like I say, I've been facing a lot of them on ladder. So it's very much like, okay, do I want to play Token Druid on Token Druid every match of my day, or do I maybe want to mix it up? Because <laughs> I can control how sure. many Token Druids I'm seeing in a match yeah. by not playing it. <laughs> I, I think it's a pretty fun deck, though. I've been playing some of it. Um, I, th I do think that right now, Rogue is probably the most powerful deck that there is. Um, the Tempo Rogue deck just is 
continues to throw threats on the board and then can just burst you down from like 15 or so. You get that, mm -hmm. that waggle pick going and you see them hit your face and you're like, oh, okay. Your hands full of burst. Got it. Uh, and then, yeah, Bomb Warrior is definitely strong. And then, of course, there is... But this is why I think this meta is very interesting because then there's the counter. Like, if I am seeing a lot of warriors, I play Mech Hunter. Mech Hunter mm -hmm. just beats the warrior, like, every single time, right? And if I'm seeing a ton of druids, then... I can play the Bomb Warrior, or I can play some sort of, like, control deck. I actually have a really fun mage deck I've been playing, because I really like that um, Khadgar, like, uh, summoner mage thing that I know a bunch of people I are like doing with the dragon too. package. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I've done it a little differently. I've got a, like, control summoner mage thing that's playing, I think, some interesting card choices that have been working really well for me. I've got like a 75% win rate with it, albeit it's a small one because I've been tinkering so much. This is just this current build. I think I might have landed on something. Uh, I'm doing Banana Buffoon plus Wild Pyromancer. So you drop that Banana Buffoon, but it's sweet because the Banana Buffoon also uh, gives you two I bananas, which makes your hand <laughs> size bigger, right? And your hand size gets bigger. And then it makes you play Mountain Giants easier, right? So it's like, it works. And then Wild Pyromancers, when you put bananas on them, kills tokeny boards, which are all over the freaking place. Uh, and then, yeah, it's sweet. So, yeah, I like it a lot. I'll, uh, I'll share this list, and we'll talk about all these other lists when we get to strategy. Before we talk strategy, though, uh, I want to remind everybody that if you want to support this show, you do so by going to patreon.com slash TAC. And uh, you can see here that we're less than $100 away from our next goal, which would involve me, Joss, and Garrett getting together every month and doing triple-headed chicken, you know, collect-the-meta-style streams. So if you want those to happen, and I know you do, because <laughs> every time we do them, people love them, uh, patreon.com slash TAC, where you go and uh, become a patron. Join this fam fantastic community. We can get on our Discord, hang out with the other patrons. It's a lot of chatter going on over there, people sharing deck lists and stuff. It's really cool. So if that's something you're interested in, please find it in your hearts to head on over to <laughs> patreon.com slash TAC. All right, let's get into what little news there is. Good news, everyone. Ignoble Garden. What is that? It's weird. <laughs> it starts April 17th and it goes to the 21st. And apparently it's a Easter focused event that's happening in Hearthstone. Uh, Joss, do you know more about this? I, I, I remember this happened last year, but don't remember yeah, much about I it. I don't remember if it was named the same thing. I feel like they keep trying to make up new names for the same events. And I'm like, why? Just mm. leave it as Noble Garden. It's fine. It's basically yeah, Easter. Why Ignoble? It's Noble Garden in WoW, right? Yes, it is Noble <laughs> you Garden. You run around wow. collecting eggs and then you don't care anymore. Lasts, yeah, it also lasts a lot longer in WoW. So uh, in Hearthstone, it's only going to run from April 20 or sorry, 17th to 21st. So basically tomorrow through the end of the weekend. Uh, obviously, it's Easter weekend this weekend. It is a new tavern brawl. Mm -hmm. And so you choose a class and then the deck's built for you. And then Dr. Boom throws in some fun uh, with either Bloom Bots, Room Bots, or Doom Bots because I'm pretty sure the Hearthstone team just hates me and wants to make me mess these up. <laughs> so Bloom, the, Room, and Doom. Yes. Cool. 
Well, Roombot, <laughs> that makes sense because it's a Roomba reference, I'm guessing. Doombot. See, I, I thought that, but then it summons Boombots. So. Sure. Uh, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> uh, also, you're going to get some uh, Meccano eggs, golden ones at that. Mm -hmm. So you should probably, if you have golden ones, disenchant them. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Will it just give you two extra copies? I'm not sure because I well, definitely you... have double golden Meccano yeah, eggs. You should probably disenchant those real quick so that yeah, you, so you get that dust, right? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, there you go. Two Meccano egg, golden Meccano eggs, uh, and some Boomsday card or Boomsday Project card packs. Sure, we needed Boomsday yeah. cards. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's basically it. Just a new tavern brawl and some login rewards for logging in between April seventeenth and twenty first. So. Okay. Well, there yeah. you go. You heard it here. Maybe not first. Maybe you heard it somewhere else first. But. Disenchant those golden mechanic eggs, everybody. Get that free dust. You might as well. Uh, also, we got a little bit of news about Arena because Arena did change, and we've talked about this on the show, uh, that there is now a like rotating batch of card sets, right, that mm -hmm. will change every two months. So mid-expansion, you will get a brand new Arena meta, uh, and the plan is to go forward with this and continue doing it forever. Uh, although I'm not convinced... Blizzard will do this forever because they keep changing arena. In <laughs> yeah, massive I was going to say, when Blizzard says they're going to do it yeah. from now on, like, do you really ever believe them at all? <laughs> yeah, but there has been, so there's been some, I don't know, some pushback from arena focused community members about how this has gone over. Um, and I'm a little, I'm a little annoyed with it, to be honest. Like, so have you tried any arena, Joss, before we like get into the actual <laughs> stuff? Have you gotten in there and played any? Dills, come on. <laughs> come on. I thought you said that this might make you want to do it, but I guess, I guess no. Well, There's nothing okay. they can do, huh? But it's a it's a brand new standard year. So right now there's so many new, especially like I feel like there's a lot of new and different ways to play a lot of classes in standard right now. So I'm that's where my head sure. is. That's always my priority. So I haven't gone into arena yet. Doesn't mean I won't, but um, actually we had a question in the discord from Buckeye Fitzy about this was basically was new thoughts on the arena because everyone seems to say it's broken and unbalanced. So I, I mean, this is a hundred percent a you question, especially since you have so much experience in arena, like prior to this, do you feel like it's broken and unbalanced? And I guess more importantly, is it not fun? Um, no, that's stupid. It's totally fine. I, I, I don't know. I, there, People are complaining like, oh, the cards aren't bucketed properly. Mm. Sure. But that they're like not bucketed properly for everybody. Like I it's I don't know. The the whole thing that they're saying that somehow cards not being bucketed properly means that now it's broken and unbalanced. It's like, well, it's like if I play on a pool table that's slanted to one direction, and then I say, Oh, you're beating me because the pool table's slanted. It's like, well, you're playing on the slanted pool table too. Like, it's stupid. You're just making excuses. And really, the correct answer is get good, noob. Like, what the hell is your problem? <laughs> I, no, seriously. Like, people are, like, bitching and yeah. moaning as if, like, they're not getting the I same exact card buckets same. everyone else yeah. is getting, right? Yeah. And they're, they, yes, they are not properly bucketed currently. Yes. But that's something that's also probably that going to get fixed over time, right? Yeah, is, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Over time, they'll see how this stuff plays out and then they'll make adjustments because yes. I mean micro adjustments is a thing in arena so 
Well, you have to give Blizzard a second to look at data and then adjust the buckets, right? Mm -hmm. And I do get, like, they probably should have made them a little bit closer to, to accurate to begin with because there are some things like, uh, you know, some of the, some of the, the things that people have brought up is like, um, okay, so the four mana three, three elemental that deals two damage, uh, fire plume Phoenix, right. Yeah. Was always bucketed pretty high previously. And then there is now, because we get some cards back, so we've got the Dispatch Kodo is back. Four mana, two four, deals its attack damage to a minion or face or whatever. Mm -hmm. Basically the same amount of stats, six stats, same mana cost, same initial effect, right? And they've bucketed it, like, way lower, right? So that kind of thing, okay, sure. They probably should have gotten that better they should they should have been closer on that one mm-hmm. that being said just because the buckets aren't initially 100 percent accurate is not a reason to be like blizzard sucks you all suck this game is horrible like screw this which is like the kind of sentiment i'm seeing on reddit from some of these people and i'm just like guys settle down man just give them a moment give them a chance to compile some data and move things up and down buckets well, this is something we talked about when we first heard that they were going to be doing these rotating sets and changing things up all the time in Arena is that the bucketing balance process is going to take a while because even if you've got Dispatch Kodo right now matched up with these specific sets in Arena, it might be in bucket two, but then yeah. it matched up with a bunch of other cards because these are all like, it's not like they're grouped by standard year. These are all different expansions. So it's going to take a while to see how that balance actually works in Arena, specifically even too, not even in Standard. So in Arena, how those cards are balanced in those different expansion groupings. So this is a huge undertaking. And I think people need to be a little bit more understanding and patient. And also, you're totally right, Dills, with everyone on the same playing field. Like, everyone's buckets are the same. Chill out. (laughs) So there was a really, really interesting comment from Ixar on the on one of the discussions in the reddit where people are like oh my god these cards are clearly not bucketed properly because this card is definitely better than this card and he basically came back and said well we don't bucket them only on power level we also bucket them based on popularity of pick right so that would mean if a lot of people are picking these cards at the same rate we're going to bucket them together regardless of power level because a lot of people are considering these cards to be equal in power level, whether they truly are or not. And that makes it interesting because now if you literally only bucketed them based on actual power level, right, then there wouldn't really be as much strategy to the picks. And being knowledgeable wouldn't be as big of an advantage as it can be, right? So it's like when you know, oh, I know that this card is more powerful, so I'm going to pick it. And then all these stupid noobs are going to pick this card because they don't know that it's as powerful. Well, then that rewards me for being knowledgeable, mm-hmm. right? So you want yeah, that to be a Yeah, as opposed to like thing. every single pick, every set of three cards having three the exact, exact cards. Yeah. yeah, then that's exactly. It takes away the skill because then your power level of your deck is essentially set from the get-go, right? Your 30 picks, if they're, if each of your three picks in those 30 picks is the same power level, then your deck just is your deck and that doesn't then it becomes rng right like my skill level matters not it just matters what cards was i presented with and did i get lucky with my draft right so Hmm. i i personally am finding this very interesting and i also think that 
I don't mind if cards are misbucketed when they come out because this gives me an opportunity to try some things out, figure some stuff out, maybe tinker a little bit, maybe draft cards I might not normally draft. It's arena. We don't have to, like, we're not trying to grind for legend here. We're just trying to play and have a good time. And I, for one, have, like, I had a couple drafts because the Jade cards are back, right? Like, we've got uh, all, the, all the Mean Streets cards are back, right? So I did, like, a hand buff Paladin. I did, like, a Jade Druid. Like, I was able to do these kinds of things again. And it's been really fun. There's also, like, Haunted Creeper is back. Whoa! Like, remember that <laughs> card? Like, so... I just think there's a lot of interesting things going on. Anyway, they have also given us some specific details, so we should probably talk about those real quick. Uh, basically, uh, let's see. Arena details. Any given arena draft pick will offer three cards from the same bucket. There are currently 13 non-legendary card buckets and five legendary card buckets. So, uh, by, by the way, within that, there are also half buckets, so I, we won't get into that. But basically, yeah. there's <laughs> tiers within that, so there's actually a lot of buckets. Uh, on average, arena draft picks consist of about 79% common, 50% rare, 5% epic, and 1% legendary cards. Your first, 10th, 20th, and 30th picks, which used to be, they would always uh, be rare or better. Now, instead of being rare or better, because obviously that doesn't matter, rare cards go up against common cards and stuff like that, uh, it will be from bucket four or higher. That means the first pick, the 10th pick, 20th, 30th pick, these will generally be higher power level picks than you'll see the rest of the way. So Which, the, these are important, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely important. But I think um, what I guess is kind of confusing to me is the fact that even though offerings are coming to you in buckets, they still have percentages for card rarity, which aside from legendary cards, because whenever you're offered legendaries, you're offered They're up against others, legendaries. Yeah. yeah. So outside of the chance to pop a legendary card, I would think that the rarity of the rest of them don't really matter. They don't. Right? I, I don't think they're giving us that information because it matters. They're just saying this is what it actually this ends up being. This is how it works? Oh, this okay. is, no, how it's not it how it works. works. It's just this is what it, it turns what out it to is. be. Yeah. There's still about 80% of the time common cards. Common cards. Because okay. there's just yeah. a lot more common cards, right? Yeah. That's just, that's just the reality. Um, okay, I was just a little confused. Yeah, I don't even know why they put that in work. here because it doesn't matter yeah. to us, right? <laughs> I guess it's just for those weird information gathering nerds who are like yeah i need to know all the stuff uh <laughs> class cards receive an additional 50 percent increase in appearance rate so um it, within buckets if there are class cards in the same bucket as non-class cards you will see the class cards 50 percent more often uh spell and weapon cards or cards from the latest expansion uh so not and or so spell and weapon cards or <laughs> that's important <laughs> if we put that in capitals uh, receive an additional 50% increase in their appearance rate. So that actually stacks, by the way. The class card, 50% increase, the spell, weapon, and expansion bonus, those stack on top of each other. Um, so it becomes 100% bonus? Yeah, I guess that's exactly, I think that's exactly how it works. Or no, no, actually, I think it multiplies itself. So it's like 0.5... Yeah, whatever. We don't need to worry about that. But, it just yeah. don't just know it that it double dips, guys. Both matter. <laughs> yeah, it double dips. Okay. Back. Neutral cards from classic and basic sets appear fifty percent less often because they want you to be picking more expansion cards of the so, new cool fun stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or new air quotes. <laughs> yes. Mean Streets new what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, yeah, that's it. All right, cool. There you go. 
Arena. I suggest everybody get out there and play. Oh, there's also a whole bunch of cards that don't exist in Arena. Uh, yeah, I which, didn't leave that in because I was like, oh, we are not going over card for card. Yeah, not offered, don't worry about like, that. It's yeah. basically like legendary uh, weapons, uh, quests. quests, death knights, stuff, hero cards, that kind of stuff. Old um, Gods isn't in Arena right now anyways, but when it does come back into Arena, it won't be Cthune stuff. Yep. And also, if you really do want to see the exact bucket information, uh, it, they have a link to it here, and I'll just yeah, click on it real quick. It looks like this, and it's annoying to look at. So if this is the kind of thing you like to pour over, well, you know, knock yourself out. But uh, I don't want to do that. So I prefer my method is get in there, draft a whole bunch of times, and just kind of see how it feels. And so far, it's been pretty fun. Um, I I have no complaints. I I understand that it's not perfect yet, and they will improve the bucketing as time goes by we have two months of this it's fine it's fine i expect we'll probably see some tweaks to buckets like two or three times over the course of this offering before they swap over to the next one like yeah yeah they actually i mean they do the micro adjustments right so they're like kind of constant stuff that's algorithm based and then i think every now and then they manually go in and like force some things too so uh we will we will have many many changes to this throughout the two months and then there will be a whole new set of cards and then uh you can all bitch and moan again on reddit it'll be fun it'll be great for everybody <laughs> Have all they right said yet what the next arena offering is going to be like what the next i don't think they've announced it yet yeah oh, okay. I, I think we'll probably get that announcement probably a couple weeks out or something like that when when it happens we will talk about it on this show uh all right let's thank a sponsor before we talk about strategy and the sponsor today Harry's Harry's razors listeners of our show can redeem a trial set at harrys.com slash TAC Jocelyn I love my Harry's razors look at these cheeks so smooth oh, I was not you gonna should point see these other cheeks. cheeks no I'm just kidding <laughs> uh, <laughs> please don't flash the camera Dills <laughs> but look at these shoulders oh that's what I was gonna point all out right. because I know your air conditioning isn't working right now so I mean you are just yeah. in tank tops all the time and you would be a mess if it wasn't for Harry's <laughs> that's true you know when it's hot and your air conditioner doesn't work you want as little body hair as possible harrys.com makes that possible for me uh but also the the they're just high quality razors and uh and I, the shave cream is really good and just every product they've ever sent me um, and every product I've ever ordered off of Harry's.com has been fantastic. Uh, I want to make sure that everybody knows you can get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, weighted ergonomic handle, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, travel blade cover, and I all love of the that. Shave gel. <laughs> Did you know all that comes with that $13 value trial set? Uh, listeners of this show can redeem their trial set at harrys.com slash TAC. Join the millions of guys and gals who've already mm-hmm. switched and go to harrys.com today. Harrys.com slash TAC. $13 value trial set. You guys should get that, man. Definitely. All right. Let's talk strategy. There's a lot of decks to talk about, and uh, we got to get into all of those, and we're going to do that right now. It is very hard. You want to throw something up? <laughs> <laughs> Time to pay. Okay. We've got a million decks. <laughs> and we've rocked them all. Something uh, for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I have not played all of these decks, but I have tried quite a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. 
This is my favorite time of year, right? When it's rotation. Well, 12 deals of Christmas Did is my you say favorite it time isn't? of year. Isn't your favorite no, time it of is. year? Oh, it this is. This is okay. my favorite time of year. I was like, oh, ouch. <laughs> when it's rotation time plus new expansion, it's just like everything kind of, it's just all up in the air. And I, I know that what happens is what happened again this time is that uh, it's like within a two or three day span, all of a sudden everybody goes, oh, Bomb Warrior, that's the deck. And then you just see it everywhere. But what's cool, though, is that that might have been settled on day one. Day two, it was, oh, now it's Rogue. Then day three, it was Token Druid. And it just kind of continues to evolve. And my favorite thing like to do is to... the mage thing was the first one because sure. I feel like everyone was freaking out about the giants into the the two giants or the seven, eight taunt or whatever. And they were just like, oh, it's all broken. This is terrible. What is happening? Yeah, but that, that deck was getting walloped. Yeah. <laughs> that deck was also getting walloped by anything aggressive. It, it yeah. felt like what happened to me is that people started looking at crazy combos like that. And then other people were like, well, I'm just going to run you over with waggle picks. And those people kind of ended up coming out on top in the end. But there's like what I find fun to do is to try to counter all of the most popular things, not play it. Right. Mm -hmm. And you were talking about, yeah, I'm not playing the token druid because I, I don't, don't want to play the thing the everyone else is playing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how I am as well. But we'll talk about these popular decks as well as what we're doing. So let's open up with token druid. Uh, all right. <laughs> token druid here's what it does it plays a bunch of stuff and then it uh savage roars you this is no new thing that we've never heard of before no but like you were saying earlier it's a different way of playing the same um eventual win condition i guess right because instead of you know it being a little bit more tempo based it is very much like mini combos so you're taking you're waiting until turn four, five, six to put together two or three cards that then builds a really sticky, hard to get rid of board state. Yeah, no, it's true. It's a uh, it's actually closer to the token druid we saw like at Dreamhack Austin. Yeah. Um, when it was Amnesiac and Zelay, and they were playing token druid against each other and neither one was making oh a board God. ever. Remember that? Yeah. At, like trying to figure out when to play spreading plague or even if sure. to play spreading plague was yeah. like, yeah, that match lasted. I think it was like 58 minutes. It was for one game of Hearthstone for one game. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to get to it a little bit later in emails that like people are complaining about like 30 and 40 minute games because of control warrior shenanigans right now. And I'm just like, oh, man, it was way worse when it was that. Yeah. old token druid thing and it was you know like the uh odd warrior like trust me guys tournaments went on way longer than 30 minute games 30 yeah. minute games and we'll fun. see when we actually start seeing competitive specialists but it feels like it's i don't know i feel like we're in a decent spot so this this deck though one thing that it does do i i think we might have underestimated twin spell just a little bit when we were doing card reviews uh because it turns out twin spell is gross and really good um like this forest you age right that, i was gonna say forest aid because we definitely were ho-hum on forest aid yeah. for sure as a card um i still haven't actually gotten to the point in a token druid match it's over one way or the other by the time i hit turn eight so i i definitely have i i've gotten I've to many games in my where... hand and never played it and maybe i'm just it's because no no i've like cleared like five <laughs> boards and then they forest aid and i'm like oh crap this is two more boards like that I have yeah. to clear. Uh, it's oh, it's happened to me many times. Like that's what I think makes Token Druid so strong now is it can actually compete. Like in the past, the Token Druid would lose to a control deck every time because 
you'd clear their board, mm-hmm. then they'd have nothing, right? And now you clear their board and then they make another board. And then you clear that board and then they make another board. And then you clear that board and they make another board. And it's just like I, I've I've played against people where I'm making boards as token druid and they're uh they're like trading eight eights into my one ones because they're so scared of what I can do with said board, right? Because that's true. I have definitely done that. I've just yeah. been like, no, you can't have two tokens on the board because I know that's going to turn into something insane. <laughs> yeah, but it's not just forest aid. It's blessing of the ancients, which is another yeah. card that I think we were ho hum on. But it turns out this card is really, really, really good because of the fact that you just cast it twice. Um, so there's times when, you know, yeah, six mana plus two plus two is bad. But the fact that I can do it once and then if you clear that board, I still have it and can do it again. Mm-hmm. It's like that stuff is just really powerful. And then, of course, you got like landscaping, uh, the Dreamway Guardians. Uh, there's just oh, and then Crystal Song Portal. We completely missed the boat on this card because yeah. we didn't theory craft this deck that has like no minions in it because it's all spells that create minions. Yeah. Uh, this card like, actually turned out to be really strong. Yeah, there's the the two um, legendaries, right? Keeper and Archmage, and yeah. then there's uh, the Acorn Bearer, but that's it. Oh, and the, the Cabal guy, right? Uh, there's a couple of, like, early game minions. The evil Cable Rat who gives you lackeys. Yeah. That's the other minion, so... Yep. <clears throat> yeah, it's, um... It's just a really, really strong deck, so if you're looking to climb, probably one of your better options would just be Token Druid. It's just really good right now. Uh, Alright, let's talk Hunter. Uh, there's a few things going on with Hunter. There's still people just playing mid-range Beast focused hunter um that's still a thing because well guys master's call is just that good um Mm -hmm. you don't have to do the mech thing because you can still do the scavenging hyena and the spring paws and the whatever and they only i think the only new card that got added is yeah the hench clan hogsteed and the shimmerfly yeah Um, shimmerfly is the new one yeah yeah, because they're both just beasts you know like we we lost dire mole crackling razor maw in standard so it's just, okay, well, here's a new one drop. It's not as good, and you don't get to, you know, Crackling Razor Moth the next turn. But turns out Shimmerfly into Headhunter's Hatchet is actually pretty strong. So you're seeing a lot of that. Um, outside of that, yeah, not a lot is really... Ch- oh, Unleash the Beast is in there now because that card is also, turns out, really good. Mm. Um, but mostly it's really good because of Zul'jin, right? Yeah, I was going to say, it's not that great the first time, or at least when I've seen it played against me because I've been staying away from Hunter because I was just sick of Hunter after last year. So Mm. I've been staying away from actually playing Hunter, but anytime I've seen it played against me, the turn that they play Unleash the Beast is not very good. But then later on when it's like, oh, by the way, I play Zul'jin and now I've got a billion. and Yeah, yeah. and then you get multiple beasts. And then also because of the first version that you cast with a twin spell, it gives you another Unleash the Beast, the secondary version in the hand. So it's like over the course of a game, they'll play this card like seven times. right? You're just like, come on, man. Enough. (laughs) Enough 5-5 rushers. So yeah, Yeah. so that that deck's still very good. Uh, Then there's the uh, Malagos Spell Hunter. I don't know if you've Messed around with this very much. Geppetto, no, Joy Buzz, Alexstrasza, Malagos. Yeah, how people are pissed off about this whole Geppetto thing and they think he's just going to totally ruin the game. Eh, it's fine. This deck is, I don't think this deck is actually very good. It's fun. And when you Geppetto people, it's pretty cool. Um, I, yeah, I like it. I don't know. I just, it's, I don't think this is a, I don't think this will end up being a top tier version of 
Hunter. I think it will have a place in, say, a tournament meta because it is a combo deck that can just kind of crush, like, if we get into a control style thing. And I do think that you can tinker with the list enough so that your secondary and tertiary versions can be kind of sweet and have counters, you know? So there's that. Um, I've been trying to mess around with a version that, like, I really want to see if I can make rapid fire wild pyromancer shenanigans happen because that seems like really interesting to me the fact that you can just do that twice right and you can like you know ping one thing hit the board ping another thing hit the board and it allows you to like it's almost like a defile where you can yeah direct the damage a little bit so i don't know i've got some ideas and i'm messing with things and it's fun but what i played the most so far because it counters bomb warrior so well is this mech hunter um and i did think that ursatron was a good card i didn't realize how disgusting nine lives was going to be have you played any of this deck or i'm sure you've seen it but i've seen it yeah and then yeah nine lives is uh just kind of gross it's really yeah it's it's like okay, but so... i think gross in an interesting good type way like yeah, no, i've it's, also seen it's not oh annoying. my god who was playing it um I think I was watching RDU play it, possibly. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just seeing the kind of combos and the hand refill and all that kind of stuff that goes on when you've got Oblivitron in the pool is really interesting. Well, yeah, so the Oblivitron itself is like a crappy card, right? And you have to find <laughs> a turn to play it, which is the, the hard thing. That being said, because of things like uh, Spider Bomb and Zilliac's Replicating Menace, it feels like it's actually kind of easy to get to that point where you've got a clear enough board. And then you start to do, like, Oblivitron into Mechanical Whelp shenanigans, and then you mm-hmm. Nine Lives the Mechanical Whelps or the Oblivitrons, then you Fireworks tech them, and it's just, like, a million seven sevens coming at you, and you can't, like, brawl the board away because another seven seven will come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's just kind of like, at a certain point... The power spikes kind of overwhelm you, right? Um, and I and, and I it think it's a fun. little bit. It, it's slower, I think, which is why I like it and like playing against it more than I did um, just the the old death rattle egg stuff with Rexar because yeah. I feel like you know that was turn two to three where stuff started to just be really really hard to deal with, and this is like you gotta play an actual game before you start getting to your big crazy power spikey unremovable board turns and i i think that's healthier i like it better yeah and then uh zuljin is kind of a secondary win condition here because you yeah. also secret plan uh and then you unleash the beast and then the zuljin will actually play your nine lives again mm-hmm. which is pretty sick so uh the zuljin turns oftentimes like you might get to a point in the game where you're like uh i've lost the board and i don't think i win and then also just slam zuljin and it's like we win now. Like, oh, I got it back again, and yep. I've got more minions in my hand, and all's good. <laughs> yep. GG. Let's talk mage. Uh, most people are playing this Kedgar Dragon Mage, although I have seen some people trying to do tempo spell mage things, but it doesn't seem like it's caught on very much. I've yeah, seen, like, no, I think the, the Dragon Mage is the new hotness, right? So Yeah. Yeah, it's basically all about the Dragon Mage. Uh, so... There's a couple things that you want to note about this Dragon Mage. Um, everybody is running in all decks. Double Swamp Ooze and Harrison Jones right now. Yes. Basically, any deck that doesn't have a very specific plan that's trying to kind of run a control 
type combo thing needs to not die to waggle picks, right? Um, so yeah, double Swampoos and Harrison Jones in this deck. This is the one I think APX Void went 12 and 0 in the Brawl CM with. I think is this exact version, and it's now the most popular version. So there's things like the Sun Fury protectors, uh, which I I've been messing with a version, and I don't have. I don't have it like in a list form like this, but you can see the deck code uh, if you want to check it out in our show notes. But I'll go ahead and just kind of discuss what I've been doing with this because like this version is good. The dragon stuff is there to control the board, right? And then the big combo is obviously mountain giant for really cheap. Conjure is calling your mountain giants. And then sometimes you do it again because it's twin spell. <laughs> Uh, and then sometimes you do it with Cadgar on the board, and it's just disgusting because it makes the seven eight taunt, which is the only other twelve cost minion, or it makes more mountain giants. Mm-hmm. Let's just fill the board with giants, make more giants, make more seven, make seven eights, and then destroy your opponent. I have a version though uh, that is more of like just control with spells and stuff. So I use. Uh, okay, so here's, <laughs> I, first of all, I only run one power of creation, which is the eight cost make two things, because I yep. found that that card is not that good unless you get the Caligos combo, right? Where you Caligos and then you cast it. Uh, so I've taken out one of those. I put in the Archivist Elysiana, because I have found there's a lot of people running the Control Warrior now with the Archivist <laughs> and also the Control Shaman. So I need to be able to go along with them if it gets to that point, right? Uh, and then I've got Rabble Bouncer. Remember this card? Not even a little. <laughs> <laughs> so Rabble Bouncer is uh, the 2-7 taunt that costs one less for each enemy minion. Now, there's a couple okay. reasons why this is there. It's a 7-cost card on its own. But with, because there's so many damn token decks out there, oftentimes I can play it for like 2 or 3, and it's another... Uh, it's another sweet minion to conjure is calling on because then you get two seven drops, right? Right. Uh, so it's I, like I've got to say, like I know that we said that conjure's calling was probably going to be pretty good, but I think we were um, we didn't realize how under, good. we were underselling it for yes. sure because I mean the flexibility. First of all, the fact that it's a twin spell is amazing. It means that you can use it once for like your purpose, what your deck is trying to do. So making more mountain giants or whatever. But then you've got another copy, which means you can also go through. Like I've killed Zilliax with this, and then just beaten people. Like it sure. just it's it's so flexible and it's so good. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a really really interesting card. And mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't we didn't really catch on to the whole mountain giant conjurer's calling thing when we were doing our set review. Um, but it's. It, like instantly kind of took Hearthstone by storm this this whole thing. Yeah. Um but then also my version has another interesting thing that I think is kind of fun which is uh Wild Pyromancer and Banana Buffoon. Mm. So basically what I'm trying to do is counter all this this tokeny stuff and be yeah. able to counter the control stuff, right? So it's got ways to beat both things. So I just discovered through i can't remember what it was that i was using uh i guess the messenger raven i discovered a mage minion and had the spirit 
just randomly show up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try this because I was up against a token deck. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think that actually that might be, if you're seeing a lot of token druids, some valid, like, The spirit makes your hero power hit hit, three things, right? Like, hit three things, yeah. Yeah. So hit adjacent minions as well. And it was really helpful. I mean, I still lost the game eventually. But um, (laughs) (laughs) I think, like, it's another potential option for, uh, for tech cards if you're looking at, you know, doing... Either your thing with the with the pyromancer and the and the bananas, which sounds bananas, mm-hmm. or with uh, or with the spirit. I think it, this is a good possible time for the spirits to come into play. Yeah, I wish the spirits had ever been a thing, but yeah, uh, they never really caught on. Yeah, but the reason why the pyromancer banana thing is is I think really cool is the so first of all they curve into each other really well, right? So you play banana man on three. And then on four, you Pyromancer double banana, and mm-hmm. it deals two damage to the entire board, which kills basically all tokens, because they do make a lot of one twos and two twos health, yeah. and stuff like that. And then you have a five two uh five two pyromancer left on the board that they can't really develop into, right? Mm-hmm. Because if they develop into it, then you kill more stuff with the wild pyromancer that's still there, right? So they have to clear it before they can start redeploying and that kind of just making them stop for a turn it's almost like dropping a doomsayer or something right where you're just like nope you got to stop for a second uh which is another actual card i want to try putting into this deck because uh there's another thing that's really interesting with the rabble bouncer you can drop a rabble bouncer two seven taunt put a doomsayer behind it and oftentimes get that board clear and really what you need with this deck is you need the turn to be able to like drop your mountain giant and then conjure is calling it right, and sometimes you can't do that because there's a bunch of pressure on the board. And yes, you might get a seven eight taunt, but you might not, and then you might just be dead. So uh, there's I think there's a lot of tinkering left to do uh, with this deck. So I look forward to seeing what people come up with uh, going forward. Mm-hmm. All right, hopefully my internet does not die as we move into Paladin. <laughs> Paladin is playing. What the hell is Paladin playing? The Secret Paladin and the Mech Paladin, basically it, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah, the Secret Paladin is not doing very well, but uh, Mech Paladin's doing okay. They're mm. holding their ground. I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> I, I, I just know. think Paladin kind of sucks right now. Poor Paladin, but I, but I mean, again, like I feel like I'm in the same headspace with Paladin as I am with Hunter and Warlock. Like they they were strong, they had their time, you know, on even's gone now. It's kind of okay if other um classes kind of rotate into that yeah. were really fun to play and powerful spot. That's true. So the I mech paladin is a combination the of the secret paladin plus the mech package, right? Yeah, okay. So yeah, you're playing like the Never Surrenders, Hidden Wisdom, Redemption. Mysterious Blade, Sun Reaver Spy, that's like your your opening package. And mm-hmm. then you like curve into... There's a lot into, of new stuff in this deck. Yeah, and then you curve into Mechano Egg and all that stuff. And then, actually, this is kind of interesting, is the Prismatic Lens uh, allowing you to get like a secret plus a minion, and then suddenly you have a one-mana minion that's mm-hmm. worth more uh, than one mana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. Like, you get a one-mana Mechanical Whelp, that's... Yeah, that's a thing. So, plus you've got Kangor's Endless Army too that sure. brings back mechs, and there's there's some fun stuff to be had here, and it definitely plays different than you know a lot of the dude based paladins from last year. So yeah. I'm I'm happy that they've got a different way to play now. I think it's cool. That's true. It hasn't really taken the world by storm yet, but uh, I could definitely see at some point 
it kind of becoming a thing. Also, with the specialist format, uh, secret packages can be manipulated pretty easily, right, yeah. to counter things. Uh, priest is basically trying to do the res priest or the silence priest. Um, again, not really taking the world by storm yet. Uh, not yeah, seeing a silence. lot of priest out there. Yeah, I actually haven't seen res priest. I've seen a lot of silence priest. <laughs> I've like seen little, like inner fire thing. Yeah, I've seen almost zero of either priest. To be mm -hmm. honest, it's just not out oh, yeah, there right now on the ladder for me. Yeah, they're definitely not out there for sure. Yeah, but I, I can see how. So the res priest lost the spellstone. Um, it lost psychic scream, eternal servitude. <laughs> lost servitude. Yeah. So basically, yeah. what's left? It's uh just the new thing, the mass resurrection. Yeah. Yeah, mass res, and then they also oh, still have. Oh, and yeah, and Zarek's cloning gallery, so they can still get stuff out of their deck and into the res pool. This um, version right here, the most popular version at least, is not running the cloning gallery. Yeah. It looks like it's just playing stuff out and then hoping that when it mass resurrections, it gets the Archmage Vargoth and then casts it twice. That looks like what they're yeah. kind of hoping for. Yeah. And then they Divine Spirit Interfire you. Okay. Yeah. Sure. We've seen this before. There's nothing really fun about this. All right, Rogue. <laughs> the Rogue, you up to? <laughs> I think Rogue is the best deck of the moment. I actually, like, if you really want to, if your whole focus is I want rank one legend, I think you just play this tempo Rogue right now. Um, and you don't play, so there's interesting things here. This most popular version is playing Underbelly Fence. I don't think that's actually the best version. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I think the best, like, I'll, I'll show this version because it is number one on HS Replay. It's the most popular, yeah. Yeah, but I think that the actual best version doesn't run the Underbelly Fence. It runs uh, just straight-up aggro cards, right? So the best version actually runs South Sea Deckhands and stuff, um, which is not in this version, and just mashes your face i have definitely had my face mashed yeah so when you see that waggle pick come down and then they hit you in the face with it even when you have a minion on board you kind of know the jig is up right it's just like oh yeah. man here they come they're just gonna burst the hell out of me and i'm gonna be dead soon yeah but I, the reason why underbelly fence is actually i don't think in, in the best version this this card has rush not charge <laughs> give me the two one with charge that's the one i want uh yeah. yeah and then i think Blizzard well plus you're not often i mean you've got the blink fox but you're really not because this doesn't have uh i know we were playing around with the uh, academic espionage this yeah. version doesn't run that so when the only way to actually get the buff on the underbelly fence is by playing a card that comes down a turn later it's not really all that good so <laughs> you well, there's a couple ways very early on to be getting those um, opponents class or other people's cards, right? To yeah, activate yeah. Them. And actually, I've seen a lot of versions that aren't even running the Vendetta. Um, they're like they're and they're not running the Blink Fox. They're running the Hinch Clan Burglar simply because it's a four three that gives them some gas. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's other there's another way to get. Um, I forgot uh, about the henchman. Yeah, guy. yeah. And then also, of course, the evil miscreant with the lackeys makes giant Van Cleefs really possible. I don't know, it's yeah. it's like everything about it just makes 
you scared when you're playing against it, right? And then the annoying thing is that it doesn't run out of gas because of the Hench Clan Burglar and the Blink Fox and the Miscreants and the Lackeys. And it's just like, come on, man. And the Raiding Party. It's like an aggro deck is supposed to, it's supposed to run out of gas. They don't. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the whole problem Paladin had before Divine Favor rotated, right? Is that like they were supposed to just run out of cards and just run out of cards. Yeah. It. <laughs> and then they just didn't. Then they would and refill. And then they didn't because they yeah. could refill from their deck. I mean, this is a little bit less powerful just because it's random stuff, but at the same time, like. Yeah, but sometimes you just get like a fireball or something. Random. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. It's a. Uh... It's a really annoying deck to play against, and if you look at like people playing at top legend, they're just they have to counter rogue. They it's yeah. like fifty percent of what they play against. I saw Firebat was saying like build a deck that's like fifty fifty against rogue, and then counter everything else because you can't even counter it. It's just I don't mm-hmm. know. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's a tough deck. It's a tough deck to play against, and it's just really strong. And when you play, and it's also probably not that complicated to learn how to play well either so yeah if you just want to get rank one legend if that's your jam tempo rogue get out there and do it uh shaman have you been playing any shaman i did i've been messing around with like the um super i guess i guess like control shaman like the the shutter walk um yeah the late game shutter uh, what's her name yeah yeah with the, the cards in your deck Aliciana. yeah mm-hmm. yes <laughs> Yeah, you know, put the cards in your deck, chick. <laughs> it's basically that deck. It, it's like it doesn't have its own win condition. Its win condition is that you don't win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, I don't Which, let like, you win. And then eventually you get tired of playing this game and you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know probably makes me a horrible, terrible person. But sure. I like it's just I I really like Shutterwalk. <laughs> and I know there's probably so many people out there that are so mad at me for saying that. But yeah, Shutterwalk's I'm, great. I'm going to try any Shutterwalk deck off the start of a uh, expansion for sure. It's just, I, it's I think that Shutterwalk, once it lost its infinite combo, has turned into one of the funnest cards ever. And yeah. I play a crap ton of Shutterwalk, Reno, Shaman, and Wild because it's just like the funnest thing you can do. And I'm really looking forward to trying that out again because I haven't tried it since we've gotten the scheme and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, no, it's really, it's really strong. When you Shutterwalk, you get to Luciana again. Um, and also it'll like clear any boards because you know at that point you've also turned into Hagatha. You exactly. know, the card has been annoyingly bad is the new Hagatha, though. Mm. I wanted that card to be good so badly because it was so fun, and it turns out it's just not even not that good, it's too slow. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, the, the, the make stuff. the horror thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Swamp Queen Hagatha, yep. But uh, yeah, I think that's probably the best uh, shaman right now. But a lot of people are playing Murloc Shaman, which is just like if oh you're god, play, yeah, Murloc Shaman is is the it's the most popular shaman. It's the most popular. Yeah, I was gonna say the best, and I was like, no. uh, maybe not best, but it's, it's not, definitely it's the worst. most. It's the most popular. Which uh, if you yeah, want to play an I aggro don't... deck, I don't understand why you'd play Murloc Shaman. You should just be playing the Rogue or the Token Druid. Mm-hmm. Like it, that's the, I think that's the issue that Murloc Shaman's gonna run like into. Some people like Murlocs. Yeah, I know they like that little noise. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just yeah, I think it's not very good. <laughs> the problem is that they lost uh, two, three. Make my sh- my Murlocs bigger guy. Rockle. And yeah, and the uh, the legendary is fine, but it's 
it's also kind of late game and slow, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's whatever. If you enjoy it, basically, yeah, it's win. it's basically just play out as many murlocs as possible until they don't have a board clear for one turn, and then you bloodlust and win. <laughs> sure, basically it. <laughs> but it doesn't like. There's only the one refill murloc, and yeah. um, like token druid just has so much more refill, and rogue just has so much more burst. Mm-hmm. That to me, it's just like the murloc shaman as as an aggro deck is just. Slightly behind those. It's like a tier three deck, I think. I think that's yeah. where it'll end up kind of shaking out. So I think that uh, there's a possibility for it to be crazy over in wild. So um, if anyone has a, a wild Murloc deck, then throw it in the chat room. <laughs> yeah, I that, you guys that might be just because they have more options, but they have more options and more tools. Yeah. But right now in wild, nobody's really beating odd paladin or big priest still mm. like they're just big priest got even more stupid. Honestly, um, I wish that they would just take Gen and Baku out of the game. Like, completely? I just, sure. When, when you start talking about, oh, but odd or even is better in wild, mm-hmm. I'm just like, that makes me never want to go to wild ever. It's really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I wish they'd just be like, well, this was a mistake. <laughs> These cards are now just everybody gets 3,200 dust. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> this, and this was a bad idea. <laughs> there's been uh, there's been like this big thing of oh, there's this new warlock deck in WoW that's so good because blood bloom, and then you play the six cost thing that replaces your tokens with minions from your deck. And I tried it out, and I was like, I just still just lose to aggro or a big priest mass hysterias me once or something, and then I'm just out of gas. And so it's like you still just lose to these uber powerful decks that already kind of existed and i've seen some people and i i think there's more validity to this than the arena people like i saw dane tweeting like wild just isn't that much fun right now i saw reno jackson tweeting that that wild just isn't that much fun right now and i'm like really sad about that because i want (laughs) it to be sweet and it can be uh warlock though in standard Zoo is friggin' good. Um, yeah. In fact, Zoo might even be the token best deck. I the think it's considered the top deck. deck, period, at the moment. I'm looking at a couple versions here with like 65% win rates on HS Replay, and uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's real yeah, good. Grim Rally is, is really good. So Grim Rally, Evil Genius, uh, Magic Carpet is the other one that I think kind of snuck up on us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, because Grim Rally isn't new, but it's like yeah. it was so bad in the previous meta that it was just it just didn't see play. So like it feels like a new card, even though it's technically been around since Rossicon. Yeah, but it's like with the, with the addition of Magic Carpet, Evil Genius, and then the existence already of Grim Rally, uh, Zoo has really come into its own in the, on the ladder. And it's it's like it's so funny because I'm looking at it, I'm like. You're running abusive sergeant? Like you're what? Like you're running <laughs> direwolf alphas and knife jugglers? Like this is we've seen this, this before. Like old school, old yeah. school zoo. <laughs> we've seen this before, <laughs> and it's like kind of sucks. We like, see giant still, and then mm-hmm. and then you've got arc villain Rafam in case you uh, get to the late game accidentally. Like whoops, yeah. we're in the late game now. Guess I'll just play this arc villain Rafam and drop bomb after bomb on you. So Which yeah, is kind of what we the the way that we envisioned Rafam to work because I know a lot of people are talking about it in control decks and um, fill your deck with cards, chick. She's definitely more control style anti fatigue than yeah. him. He is he is very much like a I have kind of like Prince Liam as well. I've got a whole bunch of crap left in my deck. I don't want it to be like that anymore. Yeah, it's now like they're an legendary. Crap button. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Prince Liam was fun. fun. And this is this is also fun. This is another deck. Uh, so if you're trying to climb, your rank one legend is your jam. It's zoo, it's rogue, it's token druid. These are your these are your things that are gonna get you there. This is another reason why my mage I built the way I did, because this is another deck I'm seeing a ton of. Yeah. And I just really need to make sure I can clear boards, you know? I gotta clear multiple boards too. I gotta clear like five boards. So yeah. All right, and then finally, Warrior. Uh, basically, everybody talked early on in the expansion that Bomb Warrior is just the best deck, and it's just, oh, my God. Meta solved day one, Bomb Warrior. I disagree. <laughs> I think <laughs> we've now seen the token meta taking over, and uh, yes, Control Warrior has lots of ways to deal with that. The Bomb Warrior has control elements, yes. Um, but I found that when I'm playing this deck, the problem is that my opponents just don't draw the bombs. It's mm. not very, it's not a consistent win condition. The win condition more often is just uh, that I, my control stuff is stronger than you. And then I Dr. Boom, Mad Genius. I was going to say, yeah, usually I find it's the Mad Genius combined with the mechs and all of that stuff, like Omega Assembly and his Discover a Mech and all. Like you just don't run out of gas most of the yeah. time and then so you can just you know keep putting stuff on the board and you're right like doing the control thing until you just have enough to kill them and a lot of the times that has nothing to do with the bombs they're just like a happy accident when they do get pulled yeah like they get you a little damage along the way and then you can kind yeah. of finish them off with your mech stuff but uh there were cards that we knew were strong omega devastator super strong we knew that Blastmaster master boom super strong especially once you've dr boom mad genius uh, but then you like look at the rest of the deck, and it's like mostly built around the control stuff that Warrior already had, right? So it's got like a small rush package in it. It's got like brawls, dynomatics, zilliacs, uh, Crowley, and then yeah, and then it's not really yeah, and Darius Crowley, and it's not really built around like the wrench caliber and the clockwork goblin. Like those just kind of happen along the way. In fact, yeah, the bomb package is like basically like Elec and then wrench caliber and green skin to give yourself, you know, more bomb generation. But really, there's there's not too much else to that. It's just it's it's one little piece that you could literally take Elec and green skin and your two wrench calibers. That's five cards. Take them out for specialists, throw in five different control cards. Boom. There you go there. And you're playing a full on control warrior. In fact, I like, think I would probably take out the Elex personally. Yeah. I don't think the Elix are actually that good. I'd probably rather have like a Harrison Jones or something in there that I can use to uh, that I can use to counter like the rogues and stuff that are yeah. friggin' everywhere. But uh, yeah, there's a lot going on right now. There's a lot of decks out there, and um, it's just it's it's just fun right now to just kind of try them all and see what you can come up with. We'll kind of get into our normal strategy section going forward, where we'll pick a deck. Focus on it and give you guys uh, more of the ins and outs of each specific one. This is just kind of the deck, the deck dump. Yeah, <laughs> deck dump. The deck dump. That's it. We're renaming, renaming mm -hmm. this the segment completely. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Jess, you are you are roboting a little bit on my end. I don't know if. Uh, oh no. Yeah, it's it's like in and out though. It's not constant. But I just wanted to let you know, just in case it's like something you can like unplug or plug in and then fix it. Uh, before we move into crazy game stories and emails, we need to thank another sponsor. And today we're going to thank Robinhood. Go to angrychicken.com uh, oh, angry 
and you can claim your free stock. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages uh, charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission uh, fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data, and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections, such as 100 Most Popular. Uh, uh, with Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is also giving listeners of the Angry Chicken a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. So sign up at angrychicken.robinhood.com. I use it. It's sweet. You should too. Angrychicken.robinhood.com. All right. It's time to move into crazy game stories. The whole world got crazy. You're in trouble now. You got it. <laughs> Jocelyn, you're going to read this crazy game story, but first I'm going to tell you guys how to send us crazy game stories. Tackpodcast at gmail.com. That's how you do it. Make sure you put crazy game story in the title so we know the hell you're trying to do with us. And uh, Jocelyn, what do we have today? So, first of all, am I still robot Uh, yes. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should read the story. All then right, I'll read the story. You, uh, yeah, you mess around a little bit. Uh, we got one from Lev, who says, hello there, Russian letters. Uh, apparently it means Klaya Kuritsa, and I'm guessing I'm going to have to look that up after the show. I'm guessing that's somehow chicken related. Uh, I've been listening since episode one and playing since beta, but yesterday was the first time I had a jaw-dropping Hearthstone experience. My story is unusual since the crazy part happened on turn one. Okay. So there I am, playing Arena, dropping a Flame Imp on turn one against the Rogue, passing the turn, feeling good. As my opponent respond, they coin out an underbelly fence with, wait for it, a triggered battle cry. It takes out my Imp and still stands as a 3-1. Weird. I literally spent 30 seconds reading the card again and again, trying to wrap my head around this. How did they manage to get a different class card before the match begun? I ended up losing the game, and only after I looked at the replay, I managed to connect the dots. Since MSG... Oh, okay, I see. Since MSG <laughs> returned to Arena, the Lotus Agents, the Jade Tri-Class card that the Rogue happened to have at the start, counts as a Druid and Shaman card as well, which allowed this to happen. Probably a, a rare case, but still, beware of 3-4 rushes on turn 1 from Rogues. Since I've started listening to you, I've gotten married, changed a lot of jobs, even managed to move out of Russia, but you are always the podcast I'm most excited for every week. Aww, Lev. The feels. So sweet. By the way, this got, uh, this got nerfed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad Already? that we got this crazy game story because this will never happen again, so Lev feels <laughs> special. Uh, they stealth nerfed this without telling anybody. They, do, they no longer count these as non-rogue guards, which I think is correct. I, I know some people were pissed about this, but this is a good enough reason, I think, to make this change. Um, and also, they are rogue cards. Yes, they are shaman cards. Yes, they are, what, druid card? What, what's the other one? It's uh, rogue, shaman, and 
Druid? Druid. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they are also road cards. I don't think they should count as the other cards, right? So I like I'm I'm okay with this. I know some people were like, oh man, they nerfed my test rogue again. I'm so mad. And people were like up in arms and stuff. But uh I mean it's it's yeah, it's not a non-rogue card. It is still a rogue card. Yes. Right? I think that's the issue here. So I think it's better. I think this is a good change. And 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 Lev's story is like, hey, you shouldn't be able to coin out a three four rusher on turn one. That's stupid. <laughs> that seems a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I for one am glad that they made a change. I know some people are pissed about it because my test deck. Oh, you keep nerfing my test deck. I'm like, guys, <laughs> settle down. Uh, all right, we're going to do a couple of emails. We might cut some of these, but we got a lot of questions in our Discord, and we want to get to those people because you know what? You're patrons, and you deserve our patronage as well. By the way, uh, if you want to participate in our Discord, the way to do that is patreon.com slash TAC. Uh, once again, I want to remind everybody that we are only $91 away from monthly gameplay streams. If you want those to happen, you go to patreon.com slash TAC and you become a patron today and then you get access to our Discord, which is where we basically pulled all of our emails for today. Uh, we want to thank our latest people who have signed up or become producers. Cheesy Bob, our latest producer, Misplaced Geek, Joe Cena. I'm not supposed to say the last name, am I? Garrett never <laughs> says the last name. I don't think these people no. mind. And Matt. Joe S and Matt B. Would sure. Be do it but <laughs> they're fine they, look they want to be recognized i think there you go <laughs> <laughs> that's why they chose to support this show but we really really appreciate it guys it's uh what makes this show po uh, possible if it wasn't for our patrons uh we this show would have not have made it to 310 episodes so it's because of you guys that this happens every week so thank you thank you we really appreciate it also emails you can send attackpodcast at gmail.com, but we're taking these directly out of the Discord. So um, since I read the crazy game story, Jocelyn, I'll give you the first Discord. You seem, you seem better. You're not robotic anymore. Excellent, excellent. Yes, chat room filled me in on that too. So I think we're good to go. So yes, <laughs> yes. this one comes to us from Buckeye Fitzy in the Discord that says, what classes do you think have been left behind by the changed meta in standard, aka will Shaman have a chance now? So Shaman definitely does. Yes. Yeah, I think Shaman's fine. I would say the most like left behind classes for me right now would be Priest. Nothing sure. Priest is trying to do seems to be as powerful as it used to be. And they didn't really get, at least that we found so far, any kind of crazy new thing that was really going to work and make them super competitive, super viable, um, possibly even like seen in the specialist format. I don't think anyone's going to bring Priest and Specialist. So I think Priest is probably the big answer. But for me, too, I would also probably say Warlock. Zoo notwithstanding. Because I feel like Zoo is just going to be kind of one of those like baseline decks that you can always make and always run. That archetype is always going to be powerful in Warlock. So if you don't count Zoo, then Warlock, I think, is in the same boat as Priest. Nothing else that they are doing right now. Like they had a lot of tools taken away from them. They lost Gul'dan. And then... Nothing that they're doing right now that's new, air quotes, is is powerful. So I would say those are my two. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right, though, that like uh, a control warlock or like a megathune warlock or something like that just doesn't really have a place right now. But Zoo is just so freaking strong. I, mm -hmm. I, I do agree. Oh, I think Priest. Definitely strong. 
I think Priest and I think probably Paladin right now for me are the decks that I'm just like, I don't see you anywhere where, you know, you're just gone. I'm okay with that, though, because Priest was so powerful for so long uh, with the cloning gallery stuff and the Mind Blast stuff and Divine Spirit Inner Fire. Just kind of always going to be a thing. By the way, I did use Priest. Um, so I recently beat uh, Black Rock Mountain Heroic, finally. Oh, yeah. Nice. And, I think uh, um, I'm up to... What was the? Th- I, I think I'm up to Karazhan on working on heroic now. Working on heroics, yeah. So I'm yeah. like kind of slowly doing it. So my next one is League of Explorers. I'm just kind of here and there. I just log in and I do a thing and I try to mess around. Like because I'm also not trying to net deck any of it. I'm trying to like figure out each thing. So sometimes it takes a little while, and then I'm like, okay, that's enough for now. Like I don't have I the patience play, to sit there and do it. That's how I play Hearthstone because I really don't like the new single player stuff. So that's the stuff that I go back and try to beat when I'm not 100% sure if my connection's going to hold. So that's what mm. I do on mobile. Sure. I go back and play all the old heroics. Yeah, it's it's and it's it's fun because they're they're definitely challenging, right? So They are. But yeah, I used really Divine are. Spirit Even with all Inner the Fire. New cards, yeah. I can't imagine trying to do it and when we just had stuff from like Blackrock Mountain and earlier. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but I basically Divine Spirit Inner Fire has been like the MVP of beating these bosses. It's like you just get something to stick at some point. And you make a giant dude, and then you just kill them. And also, spell stones and stuff like that are actually really freaking good for that, too, because you bring back 214 taunts with Divine Shield, and a lot of times they're like, what is this card? <laughs> this card wasn't there when I was created. Uh, I cannot yeah. counter this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh, all right, so, yeah, it's fine. Priest, you've had your moment in the sun. You can take a step back for a while. Right now, it's, uh, it's Rogue, it's Warrior, it's Druid. Mm-hmm. I like seeing Druid win without having to ramp, by the way. I, I, you know, yes. like, yeah, token. We've seen them do that before, but I feel like this is a new way to token. And yeah, it's no nourishing, no wild growthing, yeah. no jade blossoming. None of yep. that crap. They're just <laughs> playing with the same amount of mana as you. Uh, all right. We got one more from the discord. And that comes from Cheesy Bob, who says, what card deck archetype were you most wrong right about? Uh, well, I think we all kind of predicted Bomb Warrior was going to be a thing, and it is. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we were right. <laughs> it is a thing. <laughs> I, I don't think I saw Token Druid, to be honest. Um, or no, at least saw so it as being I strong. Think, yeah, Druid is the one I think all three of us were kind of on the fence with, of like, what is this actually going to look like? Is Treant Druid going to be a thing? Is Hand Druid going to be a thing? But I think we thought overall druid was probably going to be one of the left behind classes because they didn't seem to have a new hotness they didn't have bombs they didn't have you know free spell cadgar craziness you know there there wasn't a whole lot of direction it seemed for druid and we thought that a treant variant might work but it turns out you don't even need to worry about treant specific cards there's nothing you know well, just tokens are, are fine. Yeah, you just use the tokens. You don't have to do anything special with them outside of yeah. make them sticky and then make them have more attack. Uh, I think, though, part of the problem with Druid was that we just saw the stupid heal stuff, and mm-hmm. it, it was, like, distracting from the real power that from was just, there, yeah. here's a couple of new token cards mm-hmm. that are actually really strong. And you combine them with existing cards, and there you go. Yeah. Um, also, Archmage Vargoth, I didn't realize how good that was going to be in Token Druid. It's really, 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 really good. 
he's the cast your spell again yeah guy, the free right? yeah. legendary that everybody got yeah. yeah um that's probably the the deck that most utilizes that power because mm-hmm. you do things like if you get well first of all it's a four mana two six body which is a pretty good body to stick <clears throat> but then when you do things like uh buff the board or create tokens and he creates more tokens or buffs the board again at the end of the turn yeah. and it's just like it just makes really gross things happen so uh yeah i asked actually also i i thought that mech hunter was going to be sweet and wild i didn't really see it coming out in standard so i think i was definitely wrong about that i i thought ursatron was going to be another useful tool for aggro wild mech hunter um turns out that wild mech hunter just isn't fast enough to keep up with the other decks so it's just not a thing but in standard i did not see that coming at all and that card is definitely a big part of that package um but it's mostly nine lives and i knew that nine lives was going to be good i didn't realize how good it was going to be right so that's probably another one i'm trying to think if there's anything that we thought was going to be super good that didn't turn out at least in week one to be overpowered and you know like um no was there not really I, I can't i can't remember predicting anything was gonna be super good yeah i figured burgle rogue was gonna be mm-hmm. a thing but when day one what we were making was more of like a pure burgle rogue not yeah. an aggro rogue with a couple of burgle elements in it and that's yeah no where it, it was just up. it was super fun rogue is what yeah. that was <laughs> But it turns out, no, you still just want to be aggro. I, I think I definitely missed the boat on Waggle Pick. I was, like, unsure how good that card was going to be. But you can most of the time target your bounce effect. And <clears throat> also, it's just eight damage to the face for four mana. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, and, I know. think that's the bigger thing, right? Is that a lot of the time, like, we were kind of focused on that bounce effect. And mm-hmm. it was like, well, no, actually, if all you do is, you know, buff this up a little bit, and even if you don't, like you just hit them in the face. You smash the face. Just yeah. as good. Doesn't matter what bounces or if it bounces, you know. So you know, I think they might Blizzard might have to look at this whole pirate thing because of what Waggle Pick does. Like turn four, you play the weapon, and then you drop two three threes with taunt for free. Yeah. And it's pretty consistent to get this because of like prep rating party, right? So it's easy to draw all your pirates. Like you said preparating party. <laughs> <laughs> the old preparating party. The but, preparating party. <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's really easy to get this combination of cards because of that, right? It literally draws pirates and weapons. And yeah. so that card might have been fine in its heyday, and it's in the classic set. But it's, uh, as they continue to put tools out, it's becoming more problematic, right? So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's something to, to look at at some point in the future. Especially, like, you keep adding pirates and they just keep getting better with each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I definitely missed the boat on that a little bit. But, I, you know, I think I think we were... There's a lot of people who underestimated, like, Twin Spell. Mm-hmm. How good that actually was. But it, we weren't that far off on a lot of things, right? Um I think we did pretty good with this rotation, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, I'm proud yeah. of us. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys for uh, sending us those questions in the Discord. Again, patreon.com slash TAC is how you get access to that. Also, you can email us, tacpodcast at gmail.com. Let's go. Let's go to wrap up this show uh, right on time. 
That was about an hour and a half, right? Okay, I, now I'm really annoyed that I'm going to have to do some editing. Oh, man. <laughs> Just remembered that the internet hiccuped in the middle of this. All right, let's say goodbye. <laughs> Once again, bigen.com slash TAC. Also, if you uh, want to support the show but don't have a way to do that monetarily, uh, go to iTunes, drop us a five-star review. It helps people find this show. And then maybe those people become patrons. And then indirectly, you were a patron. Wow. Uh, you can, uh, also, uh, we want to thank our Patreon producers, Declan H, Sean C, and Cheesy Bob. Uh, the tack coffee mugs and glasses you can find over at etched.amove.tv, and t-shirts are also for sale at shirts.amove.tv. Uh, you can find all the back catalog of this show. There's a whole 310 episodes now. YouTube.com slash amove.tv. Also, follow us all collectively on Twitter at TAC Podcast. Show is every Tuesday night, 4 p.m. Eastern, normally streamed on twitch.tv slash amovetv. Today, we're streaming on my channel, but uh, that's normally where you'll find the show. Uh, before we go, Jocelyn, where can people find more stuff from you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J O C E Plays. That's pretty much all I'm going to pimp this week because, uh, yeah, been having a lot of fun over on Twitch. And you and I played some Dead by Daylight yeah, the other night. That, that was, was fun. fun. Yep. <laughs> I still suck at skill checks, but. Uh, it's okay. You'll yeah. get used to it. <laughs> it's like every time I go to fix the damn generator and it's like the first skill check pops up, and then I'm like, well, I'm running away from this now, I guess, because I missed <laughs> the first skill check. Uh, yeah, but that was really cool. We got to definitely do some more of that. <laughs> yeah. um, you can find me. I'm at Willie Dills on Twitter and twitch.tv slash Willie Dills, where you can find me streaming. I've been working a lot of shifts because I recently uh, my grandmother actually passed and I had to do all the stuff that was along with that. And then I had to make up for days that I had to take off of work for that. So hopefully by next week, everything will calm down and be back to normal. Uh, and I will be doing my normal stream schedule, which is essentially Tuesday through Friday now uh, in the evenings. So come check me out there, twitch.tv slash Willie Dills. Uh, and also, if you like wrestling, 1900 Wrestling podcast where me and Lane Johnson talk about all the things. And uh, we're still yet to do our WrestleMania show, but it should be coming soon. Uh, Garrett is at Garrett Art on Twitter. Also, nomoonart.com is where you can uh, find his stream design stuff. and. Also, other art-type things that he does. He also has an Apex Legends podcast called Enter the Apex. You can check that out. It's on Amove TV as well. Oh, before we go, too, I want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Knolltown, who won the Dills Hearthstone League Season 7. Congratulations. He kept making the top eight and not quite doing it. This time, he uh, was 7-1 and one through the season. Went straight through the winner's bracket in the top eight and uh, came out the champion of Season 7. Season 8... We'll be starting soon, and uh, we will be uh, basically sending out emails to all uh, subs on my channel soon. So if that's something you're interested in, if you want to play in a weekly Hearthstone League that's a lot of fun, uh, you just have to be a sub of my channel, and you'll get an email about when you can join that, and uh, it's, it's just super sweet. So if that's something that sounds fun to you, definitely check it out. All right, that's going to do it for this show, episode 310 of The Angry Chicken. Until next time. Job's done. Job's done. Yes! <laughs>